Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey, Matthew. My brother. Yo, we're here, man. I got to tell you, this verse just came into my mind as we prayed before yeah, yeah. we come on. And it says, there was a man named John sent from God. Okay. And I really, truly believe there is a woman named Samantha sent by God. I am with you 100% on that one, my brother. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you. Sent 315 family? We got one for you We're today. We're about to introduce you to Samantha Urban. Samantha, welcome to Sent 315. Welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And I have a feeling in the conversations that we've had, I'm probably going to ask one question, and we're just going to hear a story of God's redemption and His grace and His sending, and I am ready to hear the whole thing. So why don't we just start off this way? Tell us a little bit about before Jesus, and then how He captured your heart, because He absolutely has. Indeed. Yeah, we'll start with my background. That's where... As we know, God uses everything in our background Amen. for His glory. Yep. We'll just start out with the one side. So I have a pretty big background in technology. I was a CEO of a software company for 11 years. And from that, did software for the hospitality industry. So all around the world. And then on the other side of things, I've been a dancer for 22 years. And so my dance background is a little bit of a mix too. It's a different type of dancing. So 18 years of martial arts. 22 years of dancing combined. When I was on the dance floor, it's a performance. And then eventually I was on stage and performing and in music videos. And so this is all around New York City, Philadelphia, DC, Baltimore, and then in California and up and down the coast. It wasn't until last year that God pulled me out of all of that. And I didn't understand because I lived a life where I was very happy with that. It was a bubble. I didn't realize how demonic it was. And so once God pulled me out and I started to learn, wow, there really is a God. Can you tell me, just to get a little more clarity, who did he use? What did he say? How did that God encounter happen? So one day, this is in 2019, I had just moved in San Diego to a new location and I'd never had God in my life for 30 plus years. And I hear, put your phone down. And this was the Lord speaking to me. He gave me my first spiritual gift, which was audible. And I put my phone down. I was just kind of going and stepping in faith. And I get in my car and I hear, go slow. And I hear, go left, go right, go left. And after about 20 some turns, I'm led of all places, a garden. And God knows my heart. He made me. I love nature. I was go, 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 go. And he was giving me some rest. And this was God showing me that he exists. It was all very fresh and new to me. And so I had a great time and I went back to my car. I was like, okay, God, I don't know how to get back. And this was <laughs> wow. him. Yeah, right. It, this is him proving to me that he exists. And I get back in the car, same thing on the way home, the lefts, the rights, and 20-some turns, and eventually I get home, and I'm like, wow. I was mind-blown. I feel that anyone who wasn't raised a Christian, you didn't know the Bible, you don't know there's a God, and I didn't know who Jesus was my whole life. 
I wasn't even there yet. God sometimes has to do a miracle to show you he exists. And that was the beginning of my miracles, Kevin. Madam? Mm. Okay, so how'd the journey go from there? Like you said, it wasn't so long ago it wasn't. that you gave your life to him. So how has it been since then? It goes back to the dance scene. He pulls me out and I just started praying, Lord, you gave me some really great skills dancing. When do I get to go back? I didn't drink, and so I'm like, well, if I go out to the club, can't you just protect me? I know you exist. I had to learn. So then that was the point where I started going to church. He brought me to church. Mm -hmm. And my business background, I used to be a speaker on stage. So he brings me to a church, and I start hearing these amazing speakers, these pastors. I'm like, wow, they got some talent. <laughs> And then I'm listening to the word and I'm like, wow, this is truth. Mm. It sparked something within me. So he knew exactly what he had to do. He had to do a miracle for me to hear him and then give me something that would inspire me to actually listen to the word. Yeah. And so that was the segue into scripture and then into the next phase of my life. Tell us about that. <laughs> so then he gets me and I start going regularly and I had to use a lot of discernment and had to really learn these gifts that I was given because I didn't understand. So he started bringing mentors into my life and guiding me. So what happened was I was on my way to fireworks on 4th of July. That's what we have in America for Independence Day of all things. And I go see the fireworks and I mm -hmm. took the trolley there. It was a beautiful night, great fireworks. I was by myself, and I just kind of run back to the trolley before it gets really busy. I sit down on a bench, and again, he just activates my spiritual gifts. Because I'm a new believer, and he's working with me, right? He's getting me it. into the position of where he wants me and where I am now. And I feel this hand on my shoulder. It was so supernatural, Kevin. I don't even know how to explain it. And it pulled me like this. I know for the listeners, they can't see me, but literally pulled my right shoulder all the way back. And I hear a little whisper, talk to them. And I'm an extrovert, so I said, hello, and how are you guys doing? Did you like the fireworks? And then all of a sudden, this woman starts prophesizing over me. <laughs> and I'm like, who is she? And she knows things that I, I didn't tell her, and how would she know? So we get on the trolley, and what I can reflect on is that the Lord wanted her to know she has gifts too. Mm -hmm. So he started talking to me, and as I'm sharing with her, she's kind of looking at me like, ooh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> and so we exchange information, and she's talking about a prayer meeting. And I asked her, oh, I would love to join. This is like Matthew 5. When you are hungry and you thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. And that was me as this new believer because I, I didn't have God in my life ever. And so now I'm like, who is he? What is this? Yeah. And I have this woman who I've never seen anything like this, where someone is just able to tell me things about myself that I didn't know. So fast forward, she meets with me and we get into a discipleship, right? And she leads me to Foothills Christian Church. I know that place. That's yeah. a good place. <laughs> Very good place. And that's when it really started happening. And then the fast forward adventure begins yeah yeah so i come to church and i hear the word and they start talking about baptisms and we get done with everything i look at her and i'm like is that the next step 
She's like, yeah, if you're ready. And I could feel my whole body going, yes, yes, yes. I was like, okay. So I get baptized, and this is July of last year to put it into context. Okay. Okay. And then we have something called the Freedom Conference. (laughs) (sighs) At the Freedom Conference, something very fresh and new came into my life. This is when I really started understanding who Jesus was. We have a a pastor at our church, Mark DuPont, Mm -hmm. and he has quite the anointing on him. And he put his forehead on me, and all of a sudden I get a really fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Almost knocked me over. And I'm just standing there, and the Holy Spirit brings a memory to mind from a little girl, me. And it was trauma when I was seven years old. And I didn't realize it until that moment, but that is how I got this same-sex attraction, Mm. seven years old. And so I immediately understand what's going on, and God had already been giving me scripture. And we all know Adam and Eve, and so male, female, and it makes sense, right? But here I am, and what the listeners don't know, and I already shared with Kevin and Matt, that I was in that lifestyle for 18 years. I was dating girls. The devil had me, and I had no idea, just like others. Yeah. We're just completely blind to it, and especially someone who didn't grow up in church, who didn't have scripture, who doesn't know God, and I definitely didn't know Jesus, let alone the Holy Spirit. So all of a sudden, I get this memory, and the conference is all about going through the process of repentance, which is really huge right now. We need to repent for any sin that we've ever had so we can be free because Jesus sets us free. So I go through the repentance process and all the people that were involved in the abuse. And we go through the forgiveness process and this is all happening internal and God is working with me. So this is something that I would love to just share with the listeners that this was God delivering me. No one my whole life had ever prayed for me to get out of this lifestyle. Everyone actually encouraged it. My family, everybody, they just wanted me to be with a really good person. So nobody was praying me out of this. Mm. Okay. Now, meanwhile, what I haven't shared is at that point last year, I was 40 years old. I'm still 40 years old. And leading up to this, God had shown me scripture about all the different places where 40 years old, 40 years old. Kevin, Matt, I was in the wilderness Mm -hmm. for 40 years. So in that moment, I go through that process of repentance and forgiveness, and I'm like a new woman. (laughs) I'm like, wow. I just remember leaving that conference and just going, wow, this is unbelievable. From that, we had service that night, and God really i feel in reflection of deliverance when you don't have stuff clogging your mind he can get through even more deeply yeah and i hear the word jerusalem and i'm like lord and then i hear it again jerusalem and then the pastor's on stage and he mentions jerusalem three times i'm like that is bizarre i'm like god what are you talking about i've never thought about jerusalem and mind you 
I haven't been through the whole Bible yet at this point, so I don't know the significance <laughs> of Jerusalem, right? I Honestly, I can admit humbly, I didn't even know that Jerusalem was in Israel. Wow. Okay. All right. So now I go to service, and our pastor, Pastor Dave Hoffman, was preaching a really incredible service. And he had this message where he was like, I just feel the Lord is calling people right now. If you feel the call to come up to the altar during worship, please come up here. And we'll either pray for you or you can just be with the Lord. And again, I felt that pull on my shoulder. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm meant to go up there. So I do. I get right down onto my knees. And I hear, ask Pastor Dave about Jerusalem. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you're going like, to find out about Jerusalem. For those of us who know Pastor Dave, he knows Jerusalem. Yes, he does. It's his favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is for sure. Here I am looking all around going, God, what are you talking about? So I sit back down, service ends, and I go over to Pastor Dave, and I just met him the weekend before. I let him know what happened at the Freedom Conference, and I said, what does Jerusalem mean to you? And he smiles really big, <laughs> and this is October, and he's like, well, we don't announce this because it fills up really fast, yeah. but I'm going to Jerusalem with, again, the number 40 people, and one person, I believe, dropped out, and my body lights up again. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh, am I going to Jerusalem? And this had never come up before in my life. And he's like, so call the office on Tuesday and see if that spot is open. I'm like, okay. Lo and behold, that spot was open. Somebody dropped out. So we're going to hold on to that part of the story. So as time goes on, what I realize as you're walking the Lord and you surrender, right, more gets revealed and yeah. also more healing needs to take place. So that night I go home. The word religion, I had a negative connotation to that. Our society has a interesting thing with religion and religious, but it actually just means a relationship with God. Yeah. That's beautiful. Once I knew that, that broke that off. So my relationship with God was very one-on-one, -on -one, as you can kind of hear. So I go home that night, and I'm right at the point. Lord, really? Of all the hundreds of thousands of people, the millions of people, not one person is bisexual, gay, lesbian, transsexual, and all the other letters. <laughs> Nothing? Loud and clear. Think about all the relationships you've ever been in. Okay. So I start reflecting. Oh my goodness, the devil was in that. Oh wow, the enemy. Oh my God, literally. That's amazing. I dropped to my knees. I had already repented at the conference and I just surrendered my life to him. And I said, Father God, you have me, use me. Father, I am yours. And I went from dating girls for 18 years to praying for my husband in that moment. So for everyone who might be, gosh, just thinking that there's no hope, whether it's for a family member or a loved one, a friend, or maybe someone who's listening who just has those tendencies and they don't understand where it come from. Come on. I can let you know from experience and all the people who have opened up to me on this that I can almost guarantee, and I've had many conversations with Father God about this, that I'm pretty confident to say that if it's not 100%, it's 99 point something percent that this 
comes from trauma. I'm sorry, but it does. There is not one of us that is meant to be bisexual, gay, lesbian, transsexual. It is a lie. We were lied to. It's our society. It's the enemy infiltrated in all of the things that Western society and other places of the world have opened themselves up to. And it's trauma that gets into us. And as soon as that happens, it opens this door. Whether it's something that you did yourself or it was done to you. And once that door is open, then the devil has access to you. It has a contract where it can get in and manipulate and cause all kinds of destruction. Because even though no one prayed for me in my life, when I look back and I reflect, there was nothing good about that lifestyle. It hindered me from my truth. It hindered me from who I am in Christ. It hindered me from being who I'm really meant to be. So I had that conversation with God and I realized the truth and I started stepping into faith and knowing that because I surrendered that he would use me and that's what he's going to do. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have that confusion. And the biggest thing, I know what it's like coming out of it. It's hard. It's difficult, Kevin. It's difficult, Matt. What most Christians don't understand is what it's like being on that side. I do. I was so embedded in that culture. I went to pride parades all over the country. I was just saturated in it. And the word pride, think about it. That is the opposite of what God wants. We need to be humble just like Jesus taught his apostles, and they weren't getting it either sometimes, right? And that's such an incredible point, is that when we're meant to do the work of God and spread the gospel and do anything, we have to be humble. And we have this whole culture, this whole lifestyle, I should say, of pride. I mean, they, they, they utilize it. I utilized it. I had shirts that said pride on it. It's the opposite. If we want the goodness, if we want the fruits of the Spirit, which are love and joy and goodness and faithfulness, peace and patience, who doesn't want that? We all want that. And I can tell you wholeheartedly that when I was in that scene, what was I looking for? Love, yeah. joy, peace, everything that is the fruit of the Spirit and I was not getting it because that is the enemy. And this is me as someone who was in that lifestyle. I was suffocating and I wasn't realizing it. I thought I was happy, but I wasn't. Everything that I can reflect on, I know from the other side, I was being tortured. God didn't make us have anything in our genetics. Believe me, my background being a computer scientist, a scientist, and all the background that I have, I've done all the research because afterwards I have a very analytical brain. I started doing the research even though God directly told me to reflect on my relationships and I did and I saw it very clearly. I also wanted to know the scientific proof. God, tell me about my body. Is it true that I don't have these sexual tendencies to females? Is it true that my genetics, my genes are really meant to be heterosexual, right? And I did all the research. I can tell you very confidently, Kevin, Matt, and all the listeners that I dug deep and there is nothing out there that shows anything, that there is 
anything. I don't care if you're a man or female. There is not one chromosome that ever indicates that we are meant to be bisexual, gay, or lesbian, or transsexual, or anything in between. I've done the research, and I know it from myself, and I know it from conversations directly by praying and really going to the heart of the matter. The truth is that a man is meant to be with a woman, and a woman is meant to be with a man. You know, Samantha, throughout history, when God sets someone free, they want that freedom for everyone else, right? You just can't help it. You just want to share it. You want to share His love. You want to share His freedom. And your voice in this day is so important it's for people so to hear. Needed. Because He sought after you. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. He pursued you. So many people that I've had these conversations with about the pursuit of God after His people, after His children. So this voice that you're using for His glory is so important. And it takes courage. Yeah. Like, more than anything else in the Bible. The biggest command is, don't be afraid, fear not, be strong and courageous. And right now, this is not the most popular message in the world, right? Indeed. But it's truth. So he's using you right now in a variety of ways. He's just set you on a mission, hasn't he? Yeah. The biggest thing that I know is compassion on all sides, right? Amen. And that's Amen. such a huge thing in scripture, right? And so I see it from both sides because I needed compassion, right? The first church I went to, I could kind of feel, it was almost like people could tell that I was attracted to girls or something, right? Hmm. And so I could feel that. And there are definitely people that I think most of us can all say, I want people, like you said, Kevin, I want people to feel healed. I want people to be healed of this. I want people to understand what it's like to be on the other side and to know the love of God and what we're meant to really be, right? And so I also felt other things where some people just want this lifestyle to be completely gone as do i and i was in it right i want everyone to be healed i want everyone to be delivered i want everyone to really be on god's will in in the path that they're meant to be and in that we need to have compassion from all sides i have compassion for every single person who's struggling with it because as much as i really literally i snapped a finger and i went from being with girls and thinking I was going to get married to a girl to then praying for my husband. That really did happen, right? And I don't think that's going to be everyone's story and that's okay. There'll be people like me that will be there, you know, alongside them and can be with them and everything. It's not to say that there weren't moments where, let's say a month later, where I'm like, wow. And I'll just be honest with your listeners. Like, I really had that thought, I'm really never going to kiss a girl again. That was a really interesting thought for me. Mm. But again, I'm in complete surrender and I go, well, God, that's for you. <laughs> and then I'm not going to, and that's okay. God, heal me. God, heal me now. I need more healing. Mm. Maybe I can walk into that because this all happened at the end of September last year. And then it was a walk with him and understanding the gospel more, understanding who Jesus is, really understanding the Father's love and coming out of this and being vulnerable like I am now, right? And I'm 100% use me, God. This yeah. is a story that needs to get out because people need to hear the truth, like you said, Kevin. Part of this was then going, okay, 
I just got delivered, you know, part one, right? <laughs> and I see in the booklet, if you need extra support to reach out to pastoral care. So for everyone that's hearing this, whether you're going through this or any type of other trauma, there are people, home churches, home groups, pastoral care, even just the Christian radio stations have pastors on duty that you can call for free. Please, people, reach out if you have trauma in any area of your life, right? And so I reached out, and that was the thing. I'm very proactive because then once I started getting free, I was like, okay, when you are free, you are free indeed, as indeed. they say in, in scripture, right? So I wanted to be free indeed completely. I was done with this. 40 years of having the devil. And again, I will just be honest with your listeners, it's demonic oppression. We can't be possessed as Christians, but you can have spiritual demonic oppression in your life, and it can attach to your physical and your soul, and it needs to be cleared out, and you need healing. So I started seeking it, and thankfully, you know, at, at Foothills, we have an incredible team, and mm -hmm. I started getting extra pastoral care and going through more deliverance-type books and programs with our team, and then the Lord just keeps on shining the way, just like Psalms 119.105, his word is a light on our path. So he just kept on lighting our path because he made me, he knew what I wanted. I want it to be set free more. Yeah. And then I can be that vessel for him to then share with others. Samantha, I want you to pray for folks. But is there a way that people can connect with you, people that might have questions or just need some help? How would they get in touch with you? The best way right now to get in touch with me is going to be through the ministry. So I'll give the contact information to you, Kevin, so you can. Yeah, and we'll post it up in the show so you can notes post and, everything it and everything. Because, as you know, he's just started with you. Oh, yeah. Well, let's make a business transaction. You pray for the people who are listening, mm -hmm. and I'm asking them to be praying for you and your ministry. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait until you come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we get to share. <laughs> so pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for the anointing on this podcast, Father God. I just ask that you just go out and you just reach all the souls who need to hear this. Yeah. Father, you know them best. Whoever needs to hear these words, just open up their hearts and minds in advance to hearing this. Get them this podcast in any form. Just spread this. Have people just hear from the Holy Spirit and they just share it with different family members. Let it spread like wildfire around the world. Father God, you are the miracle worker. Yep. You're the way maker, Father. I'm asking for miracles in everybody's life. Just like Matthew 7, 7, asking you shall receive. I'm asking for all the listeners and all the believers around the world and everyone who you want saved, Father, to provide miraculous events in their life to show that you are God. And for everyone to have the courage and boldness to speak up right now, to come into their true calling. I went my whole life, I didn't know you. Father, bring the gospel to all the people who haven't heard who you are, to hear the living truth, to hear the word, Father. Remind people that some of the most important things when it comes to deliverance is repentance. Jesus already died on the cross for our sins, and we praise you. We thank you so much for what you've done for us, Father. And so, Father, I'm just asking that you close all the doors to the enemy in everyone's life. You are the master healer. Just heal everyone's minds. Father God, heal everyone's trauma, all the trauma that we've ever had in our lives. Just heal those trauma wounds. Remove all the triggers in people's lives, Father. Just run through everyone right now and heal everyone. Yes. Father, empower them. Empower them, Father. Yes. They have a voice right now. These testimonies need to get out. We know that one of the biggest things that people can do to remove the enemy from their lives besides forgiveness and repentance is to spread their testimony. 
to worship you, to praise you. We need the governments around the world to really hear these words, to hear how important this is. So Father, open up all those hearts and all those minds to this message so that we can come together and really make a change in this world for the better because Thank we you. know that it's going to do marvelous things in everyone's life, Father, That when they hear the truth. So Father, I just ask that you break all strongholds, that you just really infiltrate all the hearts and the minds of people, whether it's in dreams or visions, to really understand who they are in Christ. Break off all the strongholds. Give them that truth, Father. Give them the healing that they need so that they can really do your work on this planet, Father God, and let your kingdom come. Yes. We're so grateful to be in your presence. We thank you for all the miracles that you're doing in lives like mine, Father. There's nothing else that I'd rather do than this. So, Father, we just thank you. And we say this all in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs>